So you thought STEM only stood for science, technology, engineering, and math? What about stereotype threats or race motivation? When Dr. Shanann Watut realized there were not many other women of color in her scientific fields of study, she not only determined to be a role model, but also to connect with other accomplished black women. Welcome to the Science Sisters podcast, the resulting show that allows you to step into the lives of some of these women for a day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first podcast episode. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of background, actually, I never intended to start a podcast. So you will be listening in on some interviews that were originally done for a book I planned to put out there um, that I felt would at least give people who are looking for some information, kind of like I was when I was in school, a place where they could find inspiration, stories, insight, um, tips, tricks, shortcuts, uh, advice, and different things like that on their journey throughout science, technology, engineering, or math fields. So I'll just rewind a little bit and let you know what uh, this whole journey has been like for me in science up until now. So I was always a pretty smart kid and got good grades in school. And I think along with that, um, being asthmatic as a child and being in the hospital environment, there was a lot of encouragement for me around going into healthcare. I actually did enjoy my science classes, but I was good at pretty much everything, so I can't say I enjoyed science um, over everything else because I like I liked art. I wasn't as good as art though. Um, I liked computers. I wasn't the best in the computer class, but who knows? I might have been a computer designer or engineer or something. But I ended up switching out my computer classes in order to take science classes in high school. So I kind of went on that track of doing science and heading towards medicine. I did a biology degree in uh, as my bachelor's, and I actually had math and chemistry minors because it was a part of the pre-med curriculum. And then I squeezed Spanish in there because I really enjoy um, foreign languages. So that was undergrad and the whole time I was focused and determined that I was going to go to medical school. I'm not originally from the United States. So I'm from the Caribbean, uh, originally from the Bahamas, and there's no medical school there. Most of my peers would have gone to the University of West Indies because there's a government subsidy involved with that, whatnot. But I'm kind of like the person who takes the road less traveled. And I found that it's interesting, but it's also, it can be more difficult if there's no one along the way that can help to show you what are some good steps and good timing. Timing is so important. So I went to Grenada originally and then transferred into a school in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. And I graduated from there with my medical degree. Um, We had pretty good exposure to clinical things, but the studies in medicine 
in the Dominican Republic aren't like they are in the U.S. where it's evidence-based. Like we had old copies of Harrison's that we would study from. And I remember coming to the United States, doing a really short rotation in surgery, having not really too much family that I could say I could count on to say, okay, what do I do on a rotation? Not having... Um, advisors who could clarify like how to get prepared for that kind of thing I really didn't know what I was getting myself into so it was a surgery rotation I just chose it because I thought it would be good to be in the U.S. honestly I was more interested in going to France for because it was three months and not just one um, and looking back it's probably one of the things that I think I have always done is choose things I think are going to be good for my career based on where I'm headed. I didn't have very much fluidity and flexibility in my choices because my mind was fixed. I was certain that I was going to be a physician in the United States and so it seemed to me that it would be better to come to the United States and then that way I could um, get to know medicine here and um, I would be able to meet people in this environment and, and whatnot. So for my career, I decided to come. I came into New York. I spent a month in the surgery rotation and I think I did just about everything you could possibly do wrong because I didn't know where to do the studying. When they said to study things, I just looked in books that they had available Um in the little room that they would they would eat at and that they would eat in and so all of the stuff that I looked up was so old uh, I think they probably thought that I just didn't understand medicine in general and it's really it was literally a cultural difference that I was experiencing and uh, so I got a B in that course and I mean that for my clinicals, you know, that was really disappointing because it wasn't so hard to get good grades for clinicals. And, you know, as somebody who has really done well throughout an academic career, when I say do well, I'm really talking about getting A's because that was, for me, the standard that I set for myself was to always get A's if I could and... So that was disappointing. I didn't get a good letter out of that. I um, actually there was I had a couple colleagues who were there with me, but one of them for sure was better prepared. And I'm not sure if it's just because they kind of knew what to do going in because they had studied and looked into it, uh, or they had some advice or what have you. But I was really unprepared in that situation. I didn't know that. I shouldn't be telling everybody I didn't like surgery. Actually, the surgery rotation was pretty cool because it was different from what I had a perception of surgery. My perception of surgery had always been um, that there had to be cautery involved, which just that I did not enjoy the smell. I've never been a queasy person. I can take the sight of blood. I can stand the smell of... Um, bodily fluids or what have you and it's not a problem but the burning 
flesh. Sorry if it's too graphic if you're not in medicine, but it is, that's the part for me that was the worst, I would say. So I thought that all of the surgeries would always be like that, having that smell or lasting for a really long time. And even though that wasn't in one of the best hospitals in the United States, what I got to see was that it's actually different. And there's options. You can do laparoscopic surgeries. And they also, I spent my days off um, shadowing in ophthalmology because at that time I had identified an interest in ophthalmology. And I could spend the entire day without sleeping in ophthalmology because I found it so interesting. Um, I have never been as interested about anything in medicine as ophthalmology, definitely. Um, but that experience was just, it was unfortunate and a lot of the mistakes that I made could have been avoided if I'd simply known who to talk to or where to turn or what to study or how to prepare. Um, I could have just, I could have gotten so much more out of that experience. I could have performed better. I could have learned more. So that's just an example of one of the scenarios in my life that have helped me to come to a place where I want to be able to give back. I want to be able to provide resources for young women who don't have them and I want them to be readily available. So initially the project was going to be a book. I wanted to have published traditionally simply because I wanted to be able to be on the shelves in libraries so that young women who can, who have an interest in the fields that the women are in that I'm interviewing would be able to be inspired by their stories or learn from the tips that they leave. And I know that they're already talented. I don't have any doubt about that, that the, the women who are going to be coming across this information already have a lot of natural ability and drive um, but they just might not have really good direction depending on whether or not they have a good advisor or whether or not there's someone in, that fa in their family who's already been down that career path, whether or not they have connections to other people who can direct them to places where they can go to get information if they're lacking it. Uh, so that was just one example, but I mean, after graduating from medical school, having an opportunity to get into a master's program in vision science and ophthalmology at a great university attached to a hospital well known for research and clinical medicine around ophthalmology in particular, was such an opportunity but for me, I didn't know anything about research. So then again, it was kind of like New York all over again, but in science. And I looked around and I didn't see anybody practicing medicine at that hospital. No female, no who was the same color as me. Like there was a couple of females there different from different ethnic backgrounds, but none whom I thought perhaps I can 
have at least a little bit of rapport at the beginning and maybe I could talk to this person. So I spent the two years of my master's program almost all of the time not sure who I could talk to or who I could trust to tell them that I was unsure about things or I didn't know how to do things. Um, I set myself up for really unhealthy situations where I wasn't producing and so I was being hard on myself but then also experiencing a level of uh, intimidation in my classroom because I had a classmate who really seemed to know what was going on, seemed to have really good direction with the mentor and I really felt like there was no direction for me and that despite the fact that I enjoyed medicine, I was being directed into industry fields, which I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> so that, that's just how limited my knowledge was. And, and it's nothing to do with my level of intelligence. Um, it's just simply not having the exposure and not understanding certain things. So something so simple as what is industry? What does industry entail? What is a mentor? How is that different from an advisor? How is that different from a coach? Do people even use coaches? Um, how is any of that different from a sponsor? These are all things I learned while I was in grad school. And playing catch-up is something that some people are able to do effectively. And I was not one of those people. So then again, just it continued to reinforce in me my desire to allow space that's safe um, to, for, for women who are interested in STEM fields to get information, to have community, to find support, to know that they can come for a question with questions, they can come for direction, they can know that there's somebody on their side and they don't have to worry about how a conversation is going to affect their CV and how that is going to affect their chances for an internship or a work experience or a scholarship or a postdoc a fellowship or a job opportunity because none of that matters here. This is where you get to come as you are and hopefully the information that's provided here will keep you enlightened, keep you encouraged, and help you to get to where you want to go in life. It's been said to me so often that if, if you don't have the belief in yourself sometimes because the journey is difficult, because it's winding, because there are unexpected roadblocks, there are unexpected difficulties, if, if there's ever a moment that you don't have belief in yourself, know that. I believe in you.
And you can borrow my belief in you anytime. It's, it's always here. It's always available. The reason that I'm doing this is because I believe in you, because I believe in the work that you're going to do. I believe that the potential that you have is going to be realized. I believe that you're going to make the world a better place. I believe you're going to find the exact spot that you're meant to be in and that in that place, you're going to leave a mark. And it's going to be wonderful experience. But the in-between times, the that rough part of the journey where you're not sure if there's anybody around who is, is thinking the same thoughts as you, who's experienced the same difficulties as you, I'm here to tell you, yes, we're here. And... We support you, and we believe in you. I, I know I said it, but I could just keep saying it over and over again because I know that when I was in that position, it would have been so nice to have heard someone say that to me. It would have been so nice to have someone who I knew had my back no matter what. So... I'm here for you. I'm going to provide as many resources as I possibly can. Learn from the interviews. These, these women are amazing. They are so wise. They've learned so much from life already. So that you don't have to go through the same experiences in order to learn the lessons. So borrow the wisdom from the women that are sharing their stories here. But in addition to that. Borrow my belief and know that things definitely happen for a reason. And I, I'll be honest with you. There's so many people that tell me day to day when they hear about some of the difficulties that I've had over time, how strong I am. And I really don't like hearing that there's there's like two things there's two things I really don't like hearing I don't like hearing how smart I am because that for me is just redundant and I already know that I already know I'm smart and I, I really don't need that to be reinforced and then that I don't like to hear about how strong I am because that is just a side effect of having to kind of it's, it feels like really graphic to say that, but claw my way through in a professional field. And, and I'll, I'll just let you know, just in, in full transparency, I never went to a residency program. Um, and I believe that is because I lost my belief along the way and didn't feel that I really had support to get there so I was not as enthused to continue that journey so it, I'm, I'm kind of passing on the torch here uh, I hope that that's not too much pressure for those of you listening um, If but I want you to know that it's actually okay if your journey takes a different direction as long as you remain confident and convinced that the direction you're going is the right one. 
And although I didn't go to the residency program, I have found like alternative ways to contribute to society and and this is one of those ways. So I'm very excited about the opportunity that I have to be a coach, uh, to be a supporter, to be a cheerleader. And see the next generation of women in STEM come into fruition and do so in a very strong and powerful way. So best of luck to you on your journey. Thank you for taking time to listen in. Thank you for your support. I love the fact that you're here to learn and I just want to leave one more encouraging word that I've been saying to people throughout this year and that is may love and light be in your life today and always. If you found any value in this particular podcast, you're looking forward to learning from the women that I'll be interviewing over the course of time here, please go ahead, take time to rate and subscribe. Leave a comment. And if there's a particular topic that you'd like to hear about over time, please be sure to leave those in the comments because I will go through those and I'll see how best I can serve you with the information that you need in the best possible delivery that I can get it to you. So enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you are an amazing yet underrepresented woman of science, technology, engineering, or math, or you know one, please send an interview request or referral to the link in the description calendly.com forward slash shannon hyphen toot forward slash science hyphen sisters that's calendly c-a-l-e-n-d-l-y dot com forward slash shannon s-h-e-n-a-n hyphen toot t-o-o-t-e forward slash science hyphen sisters with an s